mission and community are everything for this brand new marketplace startup. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. If you are tuning in as we go live, I hope you had a lovely Christmas, both personally and business-wise. And I've got a couple of things to tell you about before we get into today's interview or this episode's interview even. Are you in B2B e-commerce? If I know some of you who listen are, and if you're looking to reduce friction and increase conversion rates in 2023, then you should check out the new ebook from Solvida, which you'll find at www.solvida.com forward slash friction dash ebook. So that's well worth a read if you're in B2B. If you're in B2C, totally irrelevant for you because it's not about what you're up to. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to tell you about is we've had a new review. So here is a shout out and a thank you to Guisby, maybe. Uh, it's a very strange uh, Apple name, but anyway, uh, from the UK. Thank you massively for leaving this lovely five star review on Apple Podcasts. They say, I am a founder myself and think this podcast is fantastic. Listening to other founders' journey is inspiring and a great opportunity to learn something new. So thank you so much for that. And we've got not one but two founders on this episode and they are sharing all about the inspiration for their business, how they've set it up, why they've chosen to go down the route they've gone, the joy of running a marketplace, some fascinating and slightly twisty top tips um, at the end. And they're also talking about how they managed to run a business whilst also being partners in life and business as well. So some very cool tips coming up for that. Please make sure you listen to the end of the episode so you don't miss out on my guest's top tips, which are frequently described as one of the best bits of the show and my take on this episode. Getting an online business off the ground is not easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Clavio is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up a free Clavio account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes, thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at clavio.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's special guests. Michael Eyre and Luke Jordan are the co-founders of She, He, They, the home of diverse brands. It's a marketplace built on WooCommerce, celebrating queer, black, people of colour, disabled, neurodivergent, woman and ally-owned brands. Founded in 2021, they launched in mid-2022 and they're already showcasing around 70 different brands. Hello, Michael. Hello, Chloe. Great to have you here. And hello, Luke. Hi, hello. <laughs> awesome to have you guys chatting to us. So thank you so much for sparing the time. How did you end up deciding to launch a marketplace 
focusing on diverse brands? Wow. So it's maybe worth backtracking a little bit before we, we kind of launch Shehi Day. So my background, I actually worked in the prison service uh, for a number of years. And after a fair few years of working in the prison service, I decided to up sticks, move across the country. So we are from the northeast uh, England in the UK. And we moved, we moved to Manchester, which is the other side of the country. Um, and that was mainly because working in the prison service, I was, I was institutionalized. Um, obviously, working in, uh, in the prison service, you see a lot of things as well. And I felt like I was starting to become a little bit skeptical uh, of people. And I would say life in general, I guess. Um, so really wanted to kind of get, get back out there but rechannel all of that energy into, into doing something really positive for my community, which is the LGBT community. And that kind of branched out into um, talking about an e-commerce platform. And that was way back in May 2021. Um, at the same time, the UK Fashion Council released um, a piece of research which talked about the state of the fashion and uh, creative industries and the fact that there was so little representation for minority people and basically kind of calling out the bigger and mainstream brands for not doing enough um, for representation. And then that kind of spiraled into what is now Shehi Day. Uh, so, yeah, that was an interesting journey from, from my perspective. Well, for me, if we're gonna if, if we're gonna go like backtracking, um, my background is in design, and I went through uni to design there, and then worked in brand agencies, and then I set up a business in branding, working with small business owners. Even down to like working with businesses, you always find that people are overcharging or there isn't enough resource available for small business owners. So that was what I was steering towards, and then as Michael said, we started to think about we we ourselves were looking for how we can buy from our community from people like us and like support minority people um and it was horrendously difficult like really really difficult it required hours and hours of research to find the brands and to find the businesses and then once you found the businesses you then needed to like almost create some kind of spreadsheet to keep up with the businesses that you'd found because obviously people aren't spotlighted who are from minority groups or that then obviously evolved into Shehi Day and how we could bring a platform to life that did spotlight people. Because it's often the case that when brands are doing sustainability, they tend to shout about it and put it front and centre. But if they're neurodiverse or they're female or they're disabled, it's often not front and centre on their e-commerce site. So it's like you always end up emailing the founder going, I really like your product, but are you? <laughs> you know, which could be taken the wrong way. So I suppose your site gives gives people an, the opportunity to easily find the people they want to buy from without it being all that important. What the the product connection to the person, if that makes sense? Absolutely, and like having again something like Shehi Day, where it is about spotlighting identity and allowing people to celebrate parts of themselves that they might not get to do just in general e-commerce. It does play into that conscious shopper as well, that conscious buy-in um, without, as you say, having to literally send somebody an email and be like, excuse me, I love your product, but because that's obviously just, that isn't correct. And there was also, so we had the, um, obviously the piece of research that was done. We then also went looking for Shehi Day, 
But what was incredible is that we we looked across the whole of the world and Shehi They, or a platform like Shehi They, doesn't exist. Or as far as we, well, from, from what we know, it doesn't exist. We keep expecting a knock on the door or an email saying, did you know that this has already been here and it's been here for 10, 15 years? But we, we say that we are the world's first because we we looked for what, three, four months and couldn't find anything that celebrates minority-owned brands, and that's that's the sole purpose of Shehi there. It's mad, isn't it? The, the closest I've ever found is a company called Good Carts, which is a Shopify plugin where they kind of have circles of circled interest groups. And if you are, so if you're a black-owned business, your offer will appear on the order confirmation page of other black-owned businesses, which is a very, very different thing to yourselves. But that's the only ever thing I've ever come across connected into the actual e-commerce tech piece, you know, where you can actually check out that actually, um, actually does it. Pretty fundamental mission on the go here. And you decide you're going to do it with e-commerce and you decided you were going to do it with a marketplace. Now that is, it's a lot easier now than it was five years ago, but it's one of the toughest ways of going about starting an e-commerce business. You know, some people in your shoes would have gone, actually, we're going to curate products and we'll buy the stock and then sell them or we'll do a drop shipping. But you've gone full marketplace. Why, why did you choose the marketplace option? So f- for me, it's having a marketplace. It allows for us to collaborate with businesses. Maybe it's more personally, especially at this stage of where we're at. And it really is about celebrating the brands. It's about celebrating the businesses and allowing for them to have space. She Here is the platform, but She Here is made by all of the amazing brands and all the amazing people who make She Here reality and have the products on there, have the stores on there. And for me, that, that's that's why it's much more personal. And for me, there's two answers to that. So the first one is complete naivety. So we <laughs> didn't know this when when we um, came up with Shehi They in June 2021. We did not know how difficult it would be to launch a marketplace. So there was that element of it. But secondly, I think when you look at other marketplaces, they will do campaigns around Black History Month or um, Pride Month, and they will plow a lot of kind of money and energy into that one month, whereas actually people are black all year round, people are female all year round, and they should be celebrated for that rather than just spotlighted for that 30 days in that one specific month. Um, and that's where we hope that Shehi Day is different because we celebrate everyone 365 days of the year. And I would guess at the moment the team is just the two of you and you are life partners as well as work business partners. So um, <laughs> is that, has that been a fun addition to your relationship, adding a, adding a business in? Uh, fun is fun the word, Luke? <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting because uh, obviously we've, we're now literally together all of the time. Um, so it's definitely been an interesting dynamic to get used to. I mean, to be fair, we said that like we weren't beforehand anyway, especially with COVID, working from home, et cetera. But it is definitely a different dynamic throwing in having to uh, like run a business together. But it's all good. Just bringing us closer. Any tips for anyone who's thinking of starting a business or bringing their partner into their business? Any tips you found make it more successful? I think you have to separate the two. And although that sounds really easy, like easy, especially when you're living in such close quarters, I think you really have to 
um, diarise time for each other. And that sounds like the most unromantic thing that you could possibly do. But it does make a big difference when you're getting bogged down in the day-to-day and all of the detail. And actually, when you do take that time out, when you are working together so much and trying not to talk about work, I think it makes makes those moments even more special, I guess, um, because you can you can then separate the the work life from the home life. And as well, I would like to add that obviously, I think we fall victim to the fact that we genuinely love each other's company. So whenever we do have time that isn't work, we do spend ninety nine percent of that time together. But it is also important to have time for yourself, whether it's like running a bath or whether it's taking yourself to the cinema and like having your own you time as well. I think that's also a good bit of advice. Love it. So carve out the time to be a couple as well as carving out the time for a bit, a bit of uh, of independence, I suppose. Simple tips, but very effective. The simple ones are the best, aren't they? So often, so often. And the, sim- but the simple ones are also the easiest to forget, which uh, is why we have to be reminded of them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the team is the two of you. Uh, you've taken the decision to do, to do the marketplace. I always think that a marketplace is a bit chicken and egg. You need the brands before you can sell anything, but you also need customers before the brands get really excited about investing the time on your platform. So how have you tackled that chicken and egg element of the business? It's been really interesting, actually. I think Michael will probably expand on it a bit better than... uh... Because pre-launch, I was the person doing the development of the website and make sure the platform's correct and whatnot. But um, from my perspective, it's been amazing to see the sense of community when you give somebody the opportunity to like celebrate their own identity and do it together and create that sense of community. That has been the number one thing for us, I would say, um, since launching is how people have wanted to be involved Um there's one story in particular, Michael, I'm going to let you tell of uh, somebody. Yeah, so one of the businesses that sell with Shahide um, is a bisexual female who lives in the valleys in Wales. And she lives in a very small um, village. And she reached out to us, I think it was January, when we were just starting to kind of prospect um, potential sellers. And she very quickly bought into the ethos of Shahide and what we're trying to achieve. And throughout the months running up to launch, we spoke to Claire regularly about kind of the website and what our aims were. And she does kind of crochet from her bedroom. It's very much a side hustle, but something that she's really passionate about. But the impact of she, he, they has meant that she's now got a community, an LGBT community that she never had before and has never had before and she said that for the first time that she feels like she's met people who she can relate to who understand her understand her life journey and that's all been through the power of Shehide and as a result of that on her seller page she talks about her identity her sexuality which when she had Etsy which she actually closed down to move everything over to Shehide she didn't talk about herself she talked about her products and that was pretty much it. So um, so we've, we've, we've got a lot of examples of where businesses have stopped talking about the products as such and started to talk about themselves. And actually that's generated sales because the people who are then obviously purchasing the products can relate to the person who, the, um, who they are buying from. So I suppose you're one of those interesting marketplaces with that community angle where you're 
brands are and the people running your brands are also your target customer in some ways so the more you can create a community feel amongst the brands and include the customers within that it should be less chicken and egg and i don't know more omelet i'm not sure <laughs> but you know it, it should all come together in quite a virtuous circle yeah we've actually seen that haven't we luke so we've we've, we've seen sellers buying from other sellers and then leaving reviews and shouting about them on social media um and just going back to your earlier point about what comes first we spend a lot of time on our seller strategy and we spent around eight months on that. So we built out a CRM, built out a database of prospects. And it only really got to kind of close to launch where we talked about how are we going to attract customers to the platform and how does that work? Um, so Luke very cleverly built out a lot of assets that our sellers can then use across their own platforms, which advertise Shehi they. So then it's reaching their own audiences that already exist. Um but likewise, we've also had a lot of customers buy from customers, which is something that we didn't necessarily build into the seller strategy, but it's almost fell into the buyer strategy, which has been which has been a really positive over the last few months. So have you found it's at the moment the, the sellers coming on board has been more more of the person who was doing the Etsy side hustle and the person who maybe runs a stall at a market with their creations or they've got, uh, I don't know, they've got their own physical store but they haven't really done anything online rather than those who are doing a lot of e-commerce who've gone, oh, look, there's somewhere else to list. We've got a real mix or as part of um, our pricing structure, we took into account the, uh, the side hustlers then kind of the medium size and the larger size. So we've got three different packages that sellers can purchase, um, obviously depending on what's what's right for them and their size of business. But we have got businesses that do have staff and they do sell on other platforms. They have their own functional website, which which is where they get, get a lot of their sales from as well. And Shehi, they is an added option um, for um, uh, obviously for them. But then what we've also had, which we've, which we think is part of the cost of living crisis, but also the the fact that Shehi they has such a strong ethos behind what we do is some of our sellers have closed down their own websites, their own Shopify, um, they've shut down their Etsy stores and they've migrated everything over to Shehi they uh, because we so we typically charge less than other marketplaces and that's and that was done for ethical reasons because minority-owned brands typically earn less. So we ethically price, um, but then the fact that we do a lot of marketing on behalf of the um, sellers that are on there mean that they're getting free marketing from Shehi they as well. So we've got a real broad range and we suspect as we grow that we will attract more um, bigger businesses who, um, who hopefully understand what we're trying to achieve with Shehi they. That's excellent that it's kind of a, a cost saving or a consolidation play. If people are willing to do that, you must be doing something very, very right. Um, and have you found that the mission driven part of the business, the fact that that is at the core of what you do, has that been essential to stand out in the marketplace to keep you on track with your decision making? You know, because you mentioned earlier about carving out time for yourselves. When you're when you're running any e-commerce business, there's an endless list of tasks. And when you're in the first couple of years, you could be doing it 24-7 quite easily. So have you found that that 
that mission-driven piece has helped you make the right decisions and helped you market the business better. I gave you a massively large question there. So um, <laughs> whichever one of you wants to try and answer. <laughs> um, so for me, because the mission is so values-based and as somebody who is queer, who's non-binary, is an underrepresented minority, I understand how important it is for minorities to be represented. And that does for, come like that does come through in everything that we do, every decision that's made, every plan that we make, any strategy that we have, it is all steered towards celebrating people. And that is the ethos of Shiki They Just to add to that as well, I think the branding and the way that we've marketed the business has meant that people really understand what, what we do and what the mission is. And I think that's really testament to Luke and the work that he's done. Uh, but just just to add a little bit to that as well, every single um, decision that we make regarding the business, it doesn't matter what it is, is all is all about the people that are selling on the platform and the people that the platform services. So everything that we do, whether that be around accessibility on the site, whether that be around sustainability, whether that be around inclusion, it's all stayed by the people who she, he, they exists for. And you mentioned the sustainability angle, which obviously isn't a a core part of the business, but I thought it was really interesting that as a as a brand new business, you've taken the time to put some sustainability pieces in place as to how the part of the business that you run operates. So could you tell us a little bit about that and um, and why why you decided to do that from day one? So I'll I'll talk about uh, Reforest. So we partnered with a company called Reforest. Um, they have different extensions. So Reforest Peer, Reforest Hosting, Reforest Group, Reforest the Web. It's like an umbrella company. Um, and we've worked with them from day dot to make sure that our hosting is 100% renewable energy. Um, we work with them on a tree planting basis uh, in terms of like any, if we do events or what not to plant trees. And then we've also partnered with Plate Green, who basically make our workforce uh, climate positive. Simple as that, isn't it? It's, it's like many people think it's complicated to take that first step towards the sustainability, but it's not sorting out your website, sorting out your workforce. There's so many companies out there like Re- Reforest. Um, and what's the other one? Play it? Play it green. Play it green, who can help you. So um, yeah, why not build it in from day one? Yeah. And then part of like Play it Green as well is that we work with um, Sea Shepherd UK also. So it is, it's it's those small, especially with being a small, like a, a new business, sorry. Um, it is just those small things you can input and then grow and grow and grow. Because it is important at the end of the day. <laughs> we're, living, we're living in a climate crisis and it does need addressing. Exactly. Um, and I believe you're about to launch a new part of the business. Not that you had um, enough going on already, but you're bringing in a, a service side. Um, would one of you like to tell us a little bit about that, please? Yeah, so this has came from feedback, really. So th- this is kind of a demand and answer um, aspect of the website. So back in January, when we started a prospect for potential sellers, we had service-based uh, offerings reach out and ask if we were going to have a service-based element of the website where they could advertise their services. And it's something that we built into the plan very early on. And we did hope to launch it next year. However, the demand's been that great that we've decided to kind of bring that forward. Um, and the idea being that um, businesses that list on the directory will 
list their location, their social media links, website, have an image on there, a little bit of text as well. And that's just their own holding page with their own URL. And we'll then do some marketing on their behalf as well. They'll pay a monthly fee for that. Uh, but because of the kind of audience that come to Shehi, they um, obviously the, there's a there's a likelihood that they might get um, referrals or work on the back of that as well. And that's purely came from asks from service-based businesses. Initially, uh, it wasn't something that we ever considered. So it's nice to have that extension onto the business. And that's due to launch kind of back end of end of this year being 2022. So hopefully by the time everyone's listening, that will be up and running. And, and Nick's, you know, I think you're you're accepting applications for that at the moment aren't you but it'll be live on the site to go and find your right service price well guys it's been fascinating talking to you thus far we're going to pause now for our top tips round e-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector here's a reminder of who they are cash is king are you tying up your capital with goods that take months to arrive Wave goodbye to cash flow headaches with Trade. They pay your supplier invoices up front and you pay Trade back up to four months later. This lets you free up capital to invest in your growth. No dilution, no complicated repayment scheme, just a transparent flat fee for each financed invoice. Learn more or apply to see if Trade can help your business grow at trade.io forward slash masterplan. Now, Trade is spelled T-R-E-Y-D. So that's T-R-E-Y-D dot I-O slash masterplan. We've all reached peak frustration at one point or another with Google Ads. You've created a beautiful campaign with all the right keywords and targeting and ads that are the perfect fit for your perfect customer. But the sales just aren't coming in and you just can't work out which Google Ads lever you should pull to fix it. Sound familiar? Well, thanks to my friends over at Specialist PPC Agency Digital Gearbox, you don't have to struggle any longer. Digital Gearbox take the hassle out of navigating the murky dark arts waters of Google Ads and right now they're offering a free in-depth account audit for anyone who might be stuck in a rut with their campaigns. To improve your Google Ads performance, please book your free audit today at digitalgearbox.co.uk forward slash masterplan. It's time for the top tips round. Now, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Michael and Luke, are you ready for the top tips? Let's do this. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend, Luke? So, I've actually got three books. It's cool. No one well, ever only has one, so I'll definitely yeah. take three. <laughs> I do apologise. Um, but I'm really, really big into the importance of branding, um, brand strategy, brand like brand design, brand identity, brand execution, all that beautiful terminology. And if it's somebody who is maybe learning or is new to the details of branding, um, there's three books that are by Marty Neumeyer. And I think it's a really, really good way to get introduced to branding uh, from an overview perspective and some detail. Um, and they're all very short, which is great. You could read all three of them in a day. It's amazing. And they are called The Brand Gap, The Brand Flip and Zag. The Brand Gap, The Brand Flip. And what was the third one? Zag. 
So in a world that zigs, zag. Ah, got you. I keep writing that to people on LinkedIn at the moment. It seems to be my most popular random comment on LinkedIn. Yeah, let's zag everybody. <laughs> anyway, enough of my social media habits. Uh, okay, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? And this one's going to Michael. Yeah, so for me, it's LinkedIn. Um, I don't think LinkedIn gets enough credit for what what it offers businesses, but certainly from a personal branding point of view. So Luke and I speak very passionately about the things that we care about on LinkedIn. And we upset a lot of people sometimes when we talk about inclusivity and lack of diversity in the workplace, because uh, we, we do talk very open and honestly about it. But what that's, what that's created is an audience that wants to hopefully listen to what we have to say, but also then they then visit Shehi, they and see that actually what, what we talk about is how we've also structured the business and what we represent as a business. So for me, it's LinkedIn. I think it's a really good way to build a personal brand, which, which can then link back into your um, primary business. And I'd like to add a little something on to the end of LinkedIn as well, is one thing that LinkedIn has over a lot of other social medias, because it is still a social media, uh, is the organic reach is it's just different to the other social media platforms um you don't have to post a lot if you write a post and, it, and it's engaging and it does well and it performs you can be somebody who's posting for the first time and you can reach two million people one of my first posts that ever went big reached two million people and i was like oh my god what what's happening <laughs> and it it really is a, a great platform to be on especially as a service-based um, business. Yeah, as we're recording, I did a post last week, so what, uh, probably about seven days ago, about recruiting guests for a podcast. And since Monday, it's gained another 500. It was on 5,000 on Monday, it's now on 5,500. That doesn't happen on any other social media channel. It's like, I almost want to turn it off because it's like, the, that's already, I've already booked <laughs> yeah. the people now. Please stop, stop responding, everybody. But yeah, I, I'm going to second LinkedIn. It's a, it's, it's a fascinating place. Uh, okay, the tool top tip. Maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? And Luke, I believe you've got an answer for us on this one. Yeah, so I'd say the ones that we use the most is going to be Slack for communication and Notion. I think Notion's a really good uh, tool. You have a free version available, so if you're like you know you're tight on budgets, if you're starting out or whatnot or whatever, it's a really good way. And you can do a lot of different things in Notion. You can manage workflows, you can set up databases. So that's that's the tool I would advise. Excellent. Slack we get mentioned a lot. Notion we don't get mentioned a lot. But I keep getting sent Notion pages, so I think I'm going to have to properly investigate it in 2023. Uh, okay, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? And Michael, I think you've got the answer for this one. Uh, well, I wish I had the answer. I think I'm hoping that someone will tell me the answer because being so new, we we aren't quite at that stage yet. But what we are seeing is um, the data is all heading in the right direction. So my top tip would be use things like Google Analytics. Look look at the data and review the data regularly and gain an understanding of what your activity should be on the back of that. So that includes social media as well. So let let the data drive your activities because there's a there's a wealth of stuff in there that you can use to 
uh, support your market and support what what kind of things you could for, uh, that you should focus on when it comes to the um, development of the website, the kind of people that you should be trying to attract to the website as well. So for me, um, data is king. Yeah, I'm seconding that. You've got to look at the data, people. Um, okay, Michael and Luke, before we say goodbye, uh, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? So you can find SheHeThey at SheHeThey.co.uk and you can find us across all of the social channels at ShopSheHeThey. And then if you want to connect with us personally, it's Luke Jordan minus the A because I'm clever in that. <laughs> and then michael i'll let you do yours yeah and um it's michael air which is a-y-r-e and uh yeah look for me on linkedin excellent we'll make sure we put links to your linkedin profiles on the show notes page on the website for you guys as well and thank you so much for coming on the show and um telling us about your interesting journey thus far i think you're gonna have to come back in a year or so and tell us how it's going but um thanks so much guys for being on the show today thank you thank you Lovely to chat with Michael and Luke there and to see how they're building, I guess how they're building their business right from day one, how the community impact is actually solving many of their problems, you know, leveraging the community, looking after the community, building that community is going to bring them the brands, it's going to bring them the customers as well. And it's brought them a second income stream in terms of that service business listings as well. So it's kind of like like a very cool virtuous circle uh, that's all coming together for them. And it, I think it's, it's a bit of a lesson for all of us that, especially those of us who've been in business for decades, <laughs> like I have, is if you build that mission at the heart of what you're doing and there's a real purpose behind it, it does kind of grease the wheels of where you try and take things. So very excited to see where they go. And I hope you've got some interesting food for thought from that episode. Now, Michael also mentioned the importance of your analytics and having the data. And if anyone is is going post-Christmas uh, you know, sales period, right, now's time to finally sort out my GA4. Yes, you should have done it already. But we did do a whole episode on exactly what you need to know to get it set up right. That's Google Analytics for the new one that's coming is episode 111 on our Keep Optimizing podcast. So that's, uh, you can find it at keepopt.com forward slash 111, or just search for Keep Optimizing on your favorite podcast player and go and find episode 111. We had a brilliant rundown of everything you need to know about it. So that will save you an awful lot of time with your implementation. To get your hands on the notes though from this show, including the top tips and links to what we've mentioned, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or use our special direct episode links. So that's ecmp.info forward slash episode number and you'll go to the correct page. Once you get to the website, make sure you add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. Thank you for being with us throughout 2022, for tuning into this and all those episodes we've put out across the year. I bring you our e-commerce master plan interviews every single week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with your businesses, including progressing along the path to net zero, the sustainability piece. So if you know someone this show can help who wants a bit of inspiration, who wants a bit of guidance on how to 
survive and thrive in the coming year, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a great week and I'll be back in January, just a few days away now. Uh, and of course, do not forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan.